This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Hello and welcome back onto the Halftime Show. And uh, this is uh, myself, Abdul Karim Hanif, stepping in for Omar Adouri, who is on a well deserved uh, bit of a break because he's had a, a surgery and. What, what can we say to Umar Dhuri? He overtrains, but if you tell him he overtrains, he's going to argue back that it's not enough uh, because uh, him being a, a prof- professional athlete as well uh, and a professional coach and uh, a, a man who is far too frequent in our boxing gym. In fact, Omar and I share the same gym in in the United Arab Emirates as we train in our, in our boxing gym and we both have a passion for it. But uh, yeah, he's he's going to be off for a few more days uh, whilst I take over uh, his spot and keep you guys entertained or even try to keep you guys entertained and informed because uh, it's not easy doing two shows, especially when one of your shows is all about politics and current affairs and then wearing the sports hat for the halftime show but I've been trying my best and I hope you guys have been entertained with what we've talked about especially with the Euro uh, 2020 now what we want to talk about is um, New Zealand versus England uh, finally some great test crickets that we're seeing some fans in the stadiums as well uh, the vibe in England is is just great when you're watching test matches especially with the comms team Michael Holding Michael Slater Nasser Hussain these guys they, they, they really are very engaging when you're watching a test match and brilliant to see some sunny skies as well in England that we're catching some of the games because uh, rain did play spoil sport in the test match in Lords uh, but now in Edgbaston in, in Birmingham uh, things are looking fairly uh, good in terms of uh, the weather uh, lots of uh, positives to take back for uh, new, both the sides really England's resilience was there and uh, especially the tail end as well uh, things uh, were starting to look okay for them but um, as soon as New Zealand came onto bats it, it, it really uh, there's one incident where it seemed like a catch and Stuart Broad must have been very disappointed and he really was and uh, it's with the soft dismissal at that time was given out uh, given as a not out rather and that just made it very difficult for DRS to overturn it because had that wicket fallen or had that soft dismissal offer given out or out was given then it would have been difficult for Third Empire to over, overturn it. And uh, this time round, it usually becomes, you need concrete evidence for the Third Empire to overturn a decision because this is all to protect the role of the on-field umpire. Now, Stuart Broad was disappointed because I think a lot of fans believed that it was a, a court in the slips, but uh, sadly it wasn't. And uh, that helped uh, New Zealand stage a, a fantastic recovery. And they've uh, produced, uh, at the end of day's play yesterday, uh, they were 229 for three, trailing by 74. Um, and uh, we're into day three now. And uh, it, it, at first glance, it appears that should things continue from here on, this could be another draw. But with England's pitches, the conditions changing, the hype from the out of the crowd building up, you never know. And it may seem uh, like New Zealand will still have a bit of an advantage because uh, from here on, um, if New Zealand is able to score uh, a, a lead of 150, 
that will put them in a very, very strong position. They could stage an, uh, an innings or inflict an innings defeat on England. Uh, but it seems unlikely. I think it seems, uh, though, that England would struggle against a, a lead or a deficit of over 150. But then if rain doesn't play spoiled sport, then we might see a very good encounter. But this at this stage of time, it seems it's going to be uh, advantage New Zealand indeed. Now, Pakistan Super League as well is another uh, a tournament that, that deserves a bit of a, a discussion. All these players uh, were, this, this is the sixth season of Pakistan Super League, uh, continuing uh, in, in the nation's capital, Abu Dhabi, because it was the first leg took place in, in Karachi uh, before um, some protocols of the bio-bubble were breached and suddenly we saw the players ended up uh, testing positive and some coaching staff so the tournament has moved to uh, Abu Dhabi and yesterday it was a quality encounter between the, you could say rivals based on performance it is Islamabad United and Quetta Gladiators and uh, they did really well because uh, Islamabad United staged a 10 wicket victory it was their openers Monroe and Khwaja uh, who just stole the show completely for that uh, uh, game because uh, when you look at the situation, Quetta Gladiators have been a very, very strong side. Uh, they scored 133 and in response, it only took them 10 overs for Islamabad United uh, to demolish Quetta Gladiators. Now, a couple of things uh, that's um, caused this is especially Fridays. We've all complained about how Fridays has been very, very humid. The due factor plays a role. The bowl gets wet, the conditions are not easy to bowl, not easy to field, not easy to, to keep your focus, and then it gets easy with the bats, because the, for the spinner especially, uh, in, in night conditions, they, they, it tends to favour them, but the, all that advantage goes away, uh, because with the light switched on, with the humidity, with the, the dew, uh, making it difficult for the grip of the bowl, it, it, it leads to a very, very tricky situation. So it's no surprises, really, that the team batting second in under humid conditions are going to dominate. And that's exactly what Islamabad United did as well. Uh, but PSL uh, is uh, is back, which is great. Uh, Pakistanis, a lot of Pakistanis would be, uh, there's a lot of huge expat population from Karachi. They were disappointed with their first encounter, uh, but hopefully we'll see some uh, better performances from them as the sides just get ready and geared up for the, uh, the challenge ahead. But, uh, you know, if, if we're all told to play sports outside, even in, in the evening, uh, uh, most of us would would uh, either laugh it off and just uh, try to avoid it. But the, the players have to do it. They need to get the season completed before uh, the busy international schedule as well, especially for Pakistan traveling to the UK for the test series. Uh, but uh, so far, uh, that's the case. But overall lots of entertainment for the fans lots of sports taking place in the summer and uh, for us sporting fans it's just a true delight let us know your thoughts on how you're enjoying uh, the pakistan super league as well as the test matches between uh, england and new zealand and we look forward to hearing your thoughts this is abdul karim hanif stepping in for Maraduri for the halftime show lots to discuss still before we conclude the show with some positive uh, discussions as well stay tuned this is the halftime show only on Pulse 95? This is Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! 
This is the halftime show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Yes, this is the halftime show with Umar Adouri, but this time it is going to be with myself, Abdul Karim Hanif, the host of the Morning Majlis, but uh, stepping in uh, for Umar. And uh, the now, as we conclude the discussions for this episode, let's talk about what we witnessed last night in terms of the tennis courts. Now, um, I was busy watching the uh, the Euro um, opening game. I didn't really get a chance to catch the game, but I, I was updated with the tweets. And what a busy, busy game, um, especially uh, when it comes to uh, the the legends, Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal battling it out uh, at the Roland Garros in in, in France and. Uh, it's amazing to see how a sporting encounter lets people or the fans violate the coronavirus restrictions and the curfew because the match extended uh, for a number of hours. It was uh, a battle uh, that deserved all its praise for both the players, really. It was a fantastic encounter. Novak Djokovic continues to prove his mettle and he's going to go again against the upcoming rising star Tsitsipas in the final of the French Open, uh, who who actually beats uh, another uh, top performer, Alexander Zverev in a five-set epic encounter uh, yesterday as well. But this is going to be an interesting game uh, because Djokovic did look very, very tired. Uh, and he, especially when he was celebrating and that big smile that he had and all the fans that caught, caught it, it's, it's, it's incredible. And uh, as he said it as well, he said, it's hard to find the world, the, the actual words to sum up how I feel. You tell yourself there is no pressure, but there is. Pressure is a privilege to test my game and my character in matches like this. And uh, it, it, it was a slow start for him, but it's just incredible to see how he... Uh, it, to, to, to beat the master of clay, Rafael Nadal. He's amazing on clay. And uh, Andy Murray also joining uh, on the Twitter bandwagon saying, you cannot play better clay court tennis than this. It's perfect. And uh, it's amazing to see what Novak Djokovic had to do and uh, the way he's performed. And he, he is a true champion and a great human being at heart. I've had plenty of opportunities to to have a conversation with him one-on-one we've had a discussion about him and his uh, plans of what he wants to do after tennis as well and uh, Novak is just uh, just a living legend it's always always a pleasure to to watch him in action uh, let us know on the text lines 4215 how you are looking forward to the final tonight of the uh, the the French Open and what you thought of the encounter uh, last night when it comes to the, came to the semi-finals well for the time being uh, the halftime show shall be hanging its boots so we'll be back again on monday afternoon uh, and it, it will be with myself again as we will discuss euro 2020 for sure that is going to be the dominating story and of course the england new zealand test match will also conclude so a bit more of an analysis on that as well but so far it does seem new zealand is at an advantage but let us know if you think otherwise thank you all for tuning in and if you'd like to hear more about this and would like to catch up with this discussion then all you have to do is log on to soundcloud and search for the halftime show and uh, we'll be back again on monday morning monday afternoon rather thank you for tuning in and uh, we'll catch you tomorrow morning bright and early for the morning majlis 
You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the fire then. What a goal. This is the halftime show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome on to the halftime show. This is your dedicated show on Pulse 95 Radio for all things sport, fitness mental well-being and just a general conversation with you all about uh, being physically active and mentally charged as well. Now you normally hear Umar Adouri's voice uh, on the afternoons uh, for the halftime show three times a week uh, but this time it's myself Abdul Karim Hanif uh, who normally hosts the morning show and you'll hear uh, this show uh, it's got a lot more business and a lot more sophisticated discussions not to say the halftime show does not have any sophisticated discussions discussions but normally the halftime show has a bit more chilled vibes that you get with Omar Adouri uh, hosting the things but uh, for the next hour it is going to be with myself and uh, we will be talking all things Euro 2020 which finally kicked off last night uh, with a thrilling encounter and tonight uh, we've got a few more games lined up as well so I'm sure all of you are anxiously waiting for uh, going back down uh, to the stadiums or, or the arena arenas or wherever you're catching the games it definitely is going to be a lot of fun for sure now um what we'd like to talk to you about is we'll do a bit of a match analysis uh, about yesterday's encounter and uh, we'll also touch upon the united arab emirates's 5-0 win over indonesia uh, keeping the dream of the world cup alive plus lots of tennis lots of crickets as well to cover especially when it comes to the pakistan super league and uh, which is taking place in Abu Dhabi, in fact and also with the England versus New Zealand test match which is still ongoing at the moment well into our uh, third day of the test match we are really really looking forward to a busy busy summer indeed um, for what for the encounter between Turkey and Italy I've in fact got a very important guest and he is making his Pulse 95 debut it is my very own younger brother Asad Hanif who's going to be joining us on the airwaves of Pulse 95 to analyze and dissect what's happened uh, yesterday plus also uh, looking at the expectations for the week ahead with the Euro 2020. So do stay tuned to Pulse95. Drop us your texts on the uh, number 4215 to get involved, to to share your thoughts and uh, have your say on the matter as well. This is your halftime show only on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. <laughs> Hello and welcome back onto the halftime show. This is myself, Abdul Karim Hanif, standing in uh, for Omar Adouri as he recovers well from his surgery. And uh, yesterday was a fantastic night. Euro 2020 finally kicking off after a year long delay, and uh, we saw a very competitive first half and then things just started to slide down for Turkey ever since that own goal happened but the big thing is Euro 2020 is on and uh, for football fans it's it's a true delight especially when the tournament is being held in 11 countries and each country is going to be playing uh, off as a, as, a, as a host as well and we've seen that with Italy uh, last night in front of 16,000 spectators a very 
emotional night for them. The guys who haven't played in such a long time in terms of international arena uh, to finally score that valuable win. Now, for football fans, it's it's great news for sure. And for fans such as ourselves who go down and uh, get a chance to watch the game with our friends, and uh, it's it's amazing to see that. So uh, I went down, in fact, with my brother, my younger brother, Asad Hanif, who's joined us in the studios, making his Pulse 95 debut. A very good afternoon. Hello, delighted to be here. Um, yeah, uh, I'm glad I can uh, pitch in my thoughts to um, this show. Um, yeah, I'm so I'm glad that uh, Asad is here with me. Um, now, let's start talking about, first of all, how did you enjoy the big game on the big screen? Well, it was a very satisfying watch. Um, um, <clears throat> just as you were saying that uh, it's being taken place uh, in 11 different cities or around Europe, uh, I felt that um, Italy uh, took made the most of their home advantage as it was being held in Rome. Um, so yeah, it was um, an excellent watch. Uh, yeah, and no, certainly must have been fun for for everyone. But uh, let's uh, talk to me about: Were you disappointed with Turkey's performance because they seemed to be hanging on in the first half, but then they just messed things up? <clears throat> yeah, um, this I'm, I'm speaking from a fan's perspective here. Uh, I was uh, on Turkey's side, so I was left uh, feeling very disheartened uh, by their performance. Um, yeah, I really expected uh, some more from them. They ended up conceding three goals in one game. I mean, compare, comparing to uh, their um, stint in the qualifiers, they played 18 games and they scored, uh, conceded three in those 18 games. And now they've ended up conceding three in in their first very first game in the Euros. So I'm I'm feeling I'm very disappointed. I have to say. Yeah, now, uh, there's a couple of things that you've observed as well, and I saw you when you were walking, watching the game, you were making some valuable notes down and you wanted us uh, to share some of those with us. Uh, I mean, first up, we we saw that Italy was a very young son. Their defence was just on... Both sides showed that their defence was unbreakable, but but Turkey, I think, in the second half were just just Yeah, they fell apart. The second half was, um, yeah, shocking to say the least. (laughs) 3-0. 3-0. Um, no, uh, Turkey is uh, actually the uh, younger uh, of the two teams, the less experienced I felt. Um, looking at the ages of the players, they're, mm-hmm. they're yeah, so Turkey is the lesser experienced, whilst uh, Italy, you know, they were, they're, they're more experienced. Yeah, I mean they showed the true class uh, in the end anyway. But a three nil was a uh, was a night that we all saw, and uh, Euros have kicked off, and now another encounter that everyone's looking forward to as well as today. Uh, it is going to be Belgium uh, versus Russia. This is the spot where Belgium lost their World Cup dream, and uh, and they, they, they'll certainly go back to Russia with higher hopes. England Croatia is also another encounter on Sunday. That is worth watching because that's going to be uh, an encounter, a bit of a rematch of a quarterfinals of uh, of last uh, of the 2018 World Cup, where England's hopes were dashed by Luka Modric's uh, uh, brilliance and the side just just too dominating as well. 
Yes, that's correct, uh, Abdul. Uh, England, um, they lost to Croatia in the semi-finals of uh, the 2018 World Cup. Belgium also uh, missed their opportunity to make it to the finals by uh, losing to uh, France, who uh, then went on and, uh, you know, uh, ended up being champions, uh, world champions in, back in 2018. But so now, from a fan's perspective, how happy are you to watch the the entire Euro? It's like almost like a mini World Cup because it's the best, I wouldn't say the best, but the, the, the most popular teams, the people that watch on the Premier Leagues and the Serie A's and the Bundesligas, they're all going to be out there excelling and, and showcasing brilliant. But it's great to see fans-filled stadiums as well. Uh, yeah, the uh, like you said, 16,000 fans, I believe. Um, so it wasn't entirely filled. Uh, but no, um, I'm, I'm very happy uh, um, compared to before. Uh, a lot more uh, people turning up to the stadiums. They aren't running empty. So um, yeah, really excited about the Euros taking place finally after I mean they've been delayed the Euro 2020 is being taking place in in 2021 now so um, yeah I'm very pleased uh, yeah well so that's uh, it's going to be I think all of us are pleased uh, as well to see this tournament so we're inviting all of you to share your thoughts and opinions on the text lines 4215 my brother was down here was we watched the game last night together and was in the studios to ha brief us about the games and uh, we thank him as well and if you'd like to hear more from him more analysis text us on 4215 and we'll definitely uh, get more thoughts on board with him as well so thank you very much for joining us most welcome pleasure to be on here Okay, guys, stay tuned to Pulse95. We'll be back after some more musical entertainment and we'll shift our focus to other sports that have been taking place in the UAE as well as across the world. Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Hello and welcome back on to the Halftime Show. Now, earlier you heard my brother, Asad Hanif, uh, sharing his thoughts on uh, the encounter between uh, Turkey and Italy for the Euro 2020 kicking off in uh, Rome. Now, very, very important uh, stats to remember is over 175,000 deaths uh, were witnessed by uh, Italy as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. And to see uh, the brilliance yesterday, Andrea Bocelli's performance, then the encounter between Turkey and Italy and it was emotional scenes as soon as the game ended you could see and sense the the joy uh, on the fans faces and it was a brilliant encounter indeed for Italy a must win wouldn't say a must win game but they had to prove a point to their fans because they got knocked out well in fact they didn't even qualify for the 2018 uh, FIFA World Cup it was a shocker for many to be honest given how prominent Serie A is given how Italy has been a World Cup winner as well and now with the younger blood in the squad and uh, the way they performed yesterday uh, it was magical to see uh, the, the brilliance that they had especially in the first half when they were dominating absolutely dominating they failed to convert though uh, so most Italian fans would argue that the scoreline 
uh, would have been a lot worse for Turkey for sure. Uh, but um, I went on to catch the game yesterday at a very prominent, uh, renowned venue here in the, in, in the United Arab Emirates and I caught up with the game and guess what? I bumped into some footballers, ex-footballers. I bumped into Ibrahim Bar, who uh, is a French footballer and I also uh, got a chance uh, to catch up with uh, Mikel Sylvester, a uh, former Man United player in fact and uh, I bumped into them and said you know what we've got to have it we need to have a chat about uh, what we saw uh, what we're watching in terms of the Euro 2020 and uh, this conversation was uh, ahead of the game and uh, so we did discuss the game and the tournament in greater detail so this is my conversation with Ibrahim Bar and Mikhail Sylvester guys are you guys uh, thinking that Italy is the favorite today difficult to say you know they've they've been on a good run coming into this competition but I think the Turkish team has a lot to uh, a lot to bring on the table tonight and uh, I think they are one of the dark horse of this competition to be honest uh, because these guys haven't you know hadn't qualified for the World Cup at all do you think there's gonna be a little bit more pressure on them this time around yeah definitely definitely uh, you know Italian fans uh, so the pressure is on Italy to to do well to start well, it's important the first game you have to make a statement and take at least a point, otherwise straight away you're under pressure. So it's important for them to start well, same for Turkey, uh, so let's see. Yeah. So Ibrahim, now talk to us about uh, what you expect from this encounter, both sides very strong in the defence as well, isn't it? I mean, uh, most of those teams, uh, and especially I believe in Italy, they have like uh, experienced player. But you know, when you come to the competition, everything is different. Uh, you need to go, you need to win, and uh, going for the three points. And uh, I believe that uh, Turkey have uh, something special. They have good players and uh, quality players, and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how things will be in, uh, during the the Euro. And uh, hopefully, it will be some games, and I think hopefully things will be very nice to see. And I want to ask you about because you know, being football fans and being football players as well, how difficult is it for players to now get back into the rhythm of things with such a massive tournament now, big, lots of millions of eyeballs on this uh, on the on the Rome Stadium tonight. Well, I mean, the first thing that we have to think is like uh, healthy. We knew that uh, something happened. Uh, we talk about the pandemic, and uh, we have hurt a lot of people. But you know, uh, sport you always be something that uh, you need to go for it. You have to fight. And uh, today, what we're seeing is like we're starting to see a lot of uh, fans coming to the to the stadium, and uh, that's a great thing. And uh, obviously, the last two years we were, it was very difficult. But you know, uh, as I said earlier, uh, that's a football, that's a sport. And when you love this game, so you need to just go and enjoy. And Michael, your thoughts on this? So, in terms of you know seeing football back again after the pandemic must be very difficult for the players to get used to the fans in the stadium again no it won't be difficult it would be a just a pure pleasure for them uh, in England there was a few fans I mean 10,000 fans uh, towards the, the last two games of the season so they are used to it um, and uh, for the competition it's important as well we are quite lucky I hope uh, there won't be any issues and that will be the case for the entire tournament that would be a good sign for football and for the entire population. Okay, now I want to ask you about who do you think, I know you might be saying France, but who do you think is going to be winning the Euro this time around? It might be a difficult question to answer, but... Uh... No, the obvious one for us, obviously, uh, France is favourite. 
and you can put uh, uh, Portugal, Belgium and England. Those four for me are the, the, ma the major favorite uh, this, this summer. Okay, and Ibrahim, what do you think? Um, uh, let's see. Let's wait, and I think we have to see what's gonna what's gonna happen uh, for the next round. Uh, yeah, as he said, that we know all the big uh, dogs where they are, and that we hope that uh, they are going to be all of them there. But you know, sometimes you might have some surprise, and uh, that's that's the beauty of football. For now, let's see and let's enjoy. Well, stay with us on Pulse 95 for the halftime show. Shall return with more sports. This time, let's shift our focus towards a bit of cricket as well. This is the halftime show only on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m.